Let's talk about the emotion of motion on this episode of Pushback. you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Greetings, everyone. This is Dr. Johnny, and this is another episode of Pushback. I'm continuing a series on health, weight loss, uh, and today I want to dive into more of the dreaded word exercise. You know, exercise, uh, you know, diet really is a four-letter word. Uh, A lot of people have a connotation uh, with that word for sure. Exercise, I would say, is in the similar vein uh, because it's not always in our mind something that's pleasant. Um, But we have to understand the importance of motion. Maybe motion is a better word because we have to keep our bodies moving and we have level one evidence that shows the advantage of staying active and moving our bodies. Uh, It's interesting if you go on Facebook or online or um, on January 1st when you're ready to make your new, New Year's resolution and you start looking for programs, there's so many that are offering rapid weight loss without exercise. That seems to be the new buzz because they know that we want a quick fix. We want to lose weight. Um, But again, throwing that word exercise in there sends a shudder down our spine and we don't want to have to do that. We want to uh, take quick fixes. Now, we talked about over the last three uh, podcasts and I appreciate uh, the the wonderful response to uh, this series that it's simply calories in, calories out. We're, our body is a factory, it's a machine, and it runs on fuel just like any other machine. And when we have extra fuel, when we're taking in poor food, um, enriched foods, um, processed foods, our body stores that as extra energy and it's stored as fat. When we uh, control what we eat, when we keep our insulin levels low, when we use a low glycemic index of food, uh, then we can actually control our weight uh, and uh, the the in decreases uh, so that uh, we can maintain a healthy body weight. Well, the same is true for exercise because exercise is critical not only in weight control but in so many other ways. And we always have to go back to how the Father actually created our bodies to be. And He created our bodies to be in motion. It's crazy. As a physician, I've seen I've seen this with my own two eyes. You can take a strong, healthy teenage football player and uh, they can have surgery or be in a hospital bed for even five, six days. And by the end of those five to six days, they can barely walk. Our body deteriorates so quickly when we are outside of a realm of motion. I've seen it. And it's the same reason why astronauts are in space and they're riding the stationary bike, even though they seem to be floating around all day, (laughs) uh, doing a lot of activity and work. Um, Gravity, the gravity of Earth, actually strengthens our body as we move against resistance. And so it's critical for astronauts to to keep weight-bearing exercise um, 
or they simply lose their muscle mass so dramatically fast. And so we have learned that um, in medicine and in practicality that, you know, our body needs to be in motion. There is an adage, if you don't use it, you lose it. And I've used that many times with our patients because that's true for any part of our body, that we need to maintain activity because the Father actually created our body to live in motion, to be active. And so you would think protecting something, putting it into a bottle and putting a cork on it and setting it on the shelf would actually be the best way of preserving our bodies. But it's actually not true and it's actually not the way that we were created. We were created to stay in motion and the more motion that we have, actually the healthier and more longevity our body has because our body is made incredibly. So we shouldn't be surprised by that. In the 1970s, there was a comic artist uh, who drew lazy, sedentary characters that he called couch potatoes. (laughs) So that took place even in my lifetime, 1970s. From there, the phrase became an extremely popular way to talk about someone who spends so much time in front of the TV that he seems more like a vegetable (laughs) than a human being. That's the origin of the word couch potato. And unfortunately, over the following 50 years, uh, that has been an increasing problem, not only just with television, but now, of course, with video games and the other screens, our computers, our laptops, the things that we spend so much time in front of as in, in a sedentary lifestyle. And so we see how that happens, how things change and how things shift. It actually has become a, an issue of national security. I think I put this on a previous podcast that studies have shown that 70%, 70% of American teens don't even qualify physically for active service. This is a problem. This is an epidemic issue in our country, and this is a cultural issue, and that's why it's so important that we talk about it. Yes, um, diet is the key ingredient because we have to be careful what we put into our body and not too much into our body, but activity goes along with it and is equally as important as well. Now, when we have to review that what we talked about before, that if you are in that obesity range, if you are overweight, it is difficult to engage in strenuous activity and exercise right off the bat. And if there's nothing more that you get out of this podcast, it's this one fact that you have to gradually increase your activity. You can't go couch potato to insanity with Sean T and do high exercise Um, um, high-intensity exercise immediately. Again, you're looking for something fast. You're looking to increase activity and weight or and lose weight, but you can't do that all at once. You have to go very carefully. In fact, if you're obese, it's actually dangerous. And studies have shown very non-productive because of injury and frustration and the inability to actually accomplish the task in your current weight status that it actually does not... result in the result that you're looking for. And remember, this is key, and this is what we talked about in previous podcasts, that you're looking not to lose something, but to gain something. And I think that's such an important mental switch that we need to have in our in, in our own personal lives, but also in our culture, that we are looking to gain health. We are looking to gain activity. We are looking to gain longevity. We are looking to be able to play with our kids. The things that we actually are longing for and, and striving to do actually drives us not just looking to lose weight. 
for instance. And so it's, it's always with that mindset that you need to approach even something like exercise because it's, it's critical that we keep that as our focus so that we know and make the right decisions along the way. So just real quickly, this is from the Mayo Clinic, seven benefits of regular physical exercise. These are proven. These are what's called level one evidence. There is no doubt and no doctor or, or um, program manager or quick fix scheme on the internet uh, can tell you otherwise that exercise is not of critical benefit. Number one, exercise controls weight. Now, I want to talk about this uh, very carefully. When you do physical exercise, obviously you burn calories. So when we talk about calories in, calories out, it increases your calories out. It's super, super critical. It's that simple. When we increase our heart rate and increase what's called our metabolism, um, it actually helps to use and utilize that stored extra weight around our belly. (laughs) And so it's critical that we uh, understand that. Now, there's something called a basal metabolic rate. I don't want your eyes to gloss over when we start talking about scientific things, but real simply, your basal metabolic rate is the calories you burn just being alive. So I'm awake, I'm sitting at this chair, I'm doing a podcast, and in so doing, I'm actually burning calories. My factory is still running, my body is alive, my brain is thinking, My I, I'm a hand talker, so I'm moving my hands a lot. Um, all of those things help burn calories. And all of us have a basal metabolic rate. It's a set that um, is the, the level at which our um, body burns calories. Now, there is some genetic component to this, and we all know people that seem to be able to eat anything and then are skinny like a bean, and it's probably because their basal metabolic rate is set fairly high. Um, And so that is a little bit different for most people, but the basal metabolic rate is changeable. It's adaptable to your body and to its needs. And here's the beauty of exercise. When we start exercising, Let's say we hop on a stationary bike and start pedaling for 20 minutes. Obviously, our metabolic rate skyrockets. It increases. It requires more energy to keep our body moving and to feed our muscles that are spinning around on the stationary bike. The best part, though, about exercise is actually when you are done exercising because it doesn't go from super high to zero or back to your basal metabolic rate, it slowly decreases when you're done exercising. It's like a bell-shaped curve. So as you ramp up exercise, it goes up very quickly and then it goes down very slowly and ultimately gets back to your basal rate. Now, that is usually sometimes even up to hours of benefit, even when you're done with exercising, that your basal metabolic rate is above its baseline. So you're burning calories even when you're done exercising. It's beautiful. But here's the real key. Here's the real payoff. As you continue and consistently expose your body to weight-bearing exercise, as you continually um, um, exercise and move forward and keep your body in motion on a daily, regular basis, then what happens is, is the basic metabolic rate actually begins to increase. And remember, those are calories that you're burning just being alive. And so that's when not only real weight loss does take place in regards to exercise, but it helps you also maintain it because your basic metabolic rate is simply burning more efficiently and burning more calories just being 
Isn't that great? Isn't that really what we want ultimately? And so exercise is the really the only way to afford that. A lot of these a lot of these quick weight loss schemes is usually just caffeine that's usually stimulating your kidneys to make more urine and you lose water weight. And so yes, you can lose 10 pounds in, in one week or whatever. That can happen, but they're just shriveling you up like a raisin. And so what you're looking for is to actually burn that extra fuel, burn that that um, stored energy and you do that most effectively through exercise so hopefully that encourages you gives you a little bit of a goal over time number two exercise combats health conditions and diseases now i can go into all of the detail on this but you can just take my word for it that exercise actually helps prevent many problems stroke metabolic syndrome high blood pressure type 2 diabetes depression anxiety many types of cancer arthritis also helps prevent falls as it increases your bone strength and health um, it increases the good cholesterol and decreases the bad cholesterol. Um, so there's so much evidence, and I don't have time in this podcast to go into the to the weeds and all of those things other than to say that exercise has been proven over and over again to be beneficial uh, for health and combating health conditions and diseases. Number three, this is super important in the time that we live, exercise improves mood. Um, stressful day. Um, a gym session or a brisk walk can actually help. It stimulates your brain to create more chemicals that make you feel happier, more relaxed and less anxious. We've talked a lot about dopamine uh, and how eating actually increases dopamine and makes us feel better. That's true. That but it's important that we eat correctly and eat right. But there's also something called endorphins. And endorphins is also another hormone, a chemical that our body makes when we are physically active when we exercise and as our body gets more habitually used to exercise it increases these endorphins and you simply feel better about yourself not only about yourself after but even during exercise as your endurance increases uh, proven that your brain actually improves in the way that we think and we also just become more confident in ourselves exercise boosts energy who doesn't want that um, it delivers oxygen and nutrients to your tissues, helps your cardiovascular system works more efficiently, and, and uh, in so doing, your heart and lung health improves, and you're just simply able to do more. Exercise promotes better sleep. This has been proven over and over again through studies that show that when we exercise, we actually are able to fall into a deeper, restful sleep. Um, and that's because our body has been working throughout the day and then it actually engages itself into sleep mode better. If you're having difficulty falling asleep, exercise is actually one of the best ways. You don't want to necessarily exercise right before you sleep, um, but even so, exercise helps improve sleep function helps improve your sex life. We'll just leave that one alone, but it obviously it increases your body health as well as your emotions. And exercise can be fun and social. It's been proven that when we actually do exercise with each other, um, my wife and I have been going out for walks. It's been a great time to connect, but also improve our physical endurance. Um, what a great way for spouses to connect simply by going for brisk walks. My wife and I have been putting weights on our, on our um, wrists to increase the intensity, um, but we're simply walking. It's helped rehabilitate my back uh, as I, after I had my back surgery. And so it's been a super healthy, easy way to get outside, enjoy the outdoors, and engage with each other. Um, it's been proven to actually help marital relationships just spending time together uh, in such a positive, productive way. So let me just real quickly just go through the current recommendations uh, for exercise. 
and this comes from the American Health, um, sorry, American Heart Association. They're recommending 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity aerobic exercise uh, or 75 minutes per week of vigorous aerobic activity or a combination of both spread throughout the week. So 150 minutes, that's about 30 minutes a day. And there's, um, uh, it's interesting because there is ways to um, simply do this throughout the day, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, people talk about much, uh, very often, spend less time sitting, moving about your, your house uh, and your yard and, and your neighborhood. Uh, again, it's about motion. Maybe motion is a better word than exercise. It's talking about some muscle strengthening activity at least two days per week. Now, I want to be very clear about this. Um, it's, it's sort of a pet peeve of mine a little bit. Yes, we all like to have big, strong muscles. And when we're on the beach, that might be super helpful. But really, when we're talking about health, the most important thing is lean muscle mass, is 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 strengthening your muscles without overexerting your muscles. Now, again, when you implement weightlifting, you're trying to sometimes outdo the guy next to you and, and lift more than they are, or you're trying to break goals or records or things like that. And you can actually get your body in into a lot of trouble because, again, your body is not used to moving and carrying that much weight. So the key to weightlifting when you are starting is very low weight, increased reps. It's, it's super important to take the weight off the barbell and simply do more. Believe me, you'll get there. If you do enough reps, you're going to feel that burn and that's the time to stop. You don't never want to push through uh, and try to overextend those, those tendons that connect muscle to bone. You can get yourself into big trouble that way. So I even try to tell my teenagers who are getting big and strong that uh, it's important that you protect those muscles, especially doing things like squats um, because it's very, very difficult on your low back. And you have to understand, too, that we continue to talk about the BMI. Um, and, and the BMI will tell you what your optimal weight is. And so if you are a huge muscle-bound weightlifter, um, it actually still increases your risk of cardiovascular disease based on weight. Um, so body mass index is an important factor that, again, it's more about, about being lean, uh, healthy muscles, strong muscles, but not necessarily bulked muscles. And so for the vast majority of us <laughs> who aren't looking to be on a cover of a magazine, the vast majority of us are looking to be healthy. And it's, and it's important to move our muscles, to strengthen our muscles, but not to overload our muscles. We have to be a little bit careful there. Spending less time sitting, even light intensity activity can offset some of the risks of being sedentary. Gain more benefits by being active at least 300 minutes per week. So you actually can increase it. Uh, and then you can increase this gradually over time. And the key word is gradually. Gradually, gradually, <laughs> gradually. If you get nothing else out of this podcast, that's the word I want you to get out of exercise is gradually. Do what you can do comfortably now. Um, real quickly, recommendations for kids um, should get 60 minutes per day of moderate to vigorous intensity physical exercise. Um, they should do um, vigorous intensity act activity on at least three days per week and some bone strengthening and muscle strengthening about three days per week. So kids should actually be even more active and you would think that it would be natural. And certainly when I was a kid, that's what we spent our whole days doing is exercise, running, playing. And that's not as much of the case anymore because of these video screens. And so we do have to be careful and we have to be intentional as parents to get our kids up and moving. 
and increase the amount and intensity gradually over time. This is so true for our children as well. So I'm going back to the word gradually. This is key. You have to start where you are. And I always talk about obtainable wins. Find obtainable wins. After my back surgery, my obtainable win was to walk down to the end of my driveway and back. (laughs) And I've gradually increased that to over three miles with my wife, putting weights on my wrists and gradually and slowly trying to increase that intensity and that activity. And that feels great. It feels great as your body continues to move. My mentality has always been hit it and hit it hard. And so I would graduate, I would gravitate towards the high intensity workout programs and often found myself maybe injured or discouraged or not wanting to do it the next day. And that's the key to gradual is find something that you can enjoy, whether it be a social activity with somebody, whether it be a certain machine at the club, whether it be walking outside, do something that you can, you can do and obtain and win those activities. And when you win them, you're going to feel the endorphins. You're going to feel the encouragement. You may not even see the scale move much because again, it's, it's exercise takes a little bit of time for that BMI. I'm sorry, the BMR, the basal metabolic rate to slowly increase over time. But don't concentrate on that. What you're trying to do is increase the efficiency of your muscles and the ability to use energy, energy in, energy out. So as you exercise and your muscle strength improves, your body actually uses energy more efficiently and you'll notice that the weight begins to fall off. But remember, you don't do too much too soon. And remember, if you are overweight or you're in that obesity range, that you're going to want to really concentrate on weight loss first. And when you get an obtainable win with weight loss, then you can slowly and gradually increase your physical activity. I think you can always be in motion. You can always be walking. You can always be active, but you can slowly increase that gradually over time. I think that's the key. And your body will slowly and gradually adapt to your new activity. And you will find that you have more energy. You have more desire to actually get up and to do it. Exercise will not become a four-letter word. Your body will be able to adapt to the increasing load and exercise. And you will actually, this might sound preposterous, but you may actually look forward to it. So the key word is gradual. Exercise is so vitally important that we get up and that we make right decisions. It's key. And so we can implement exercise into our health goal because we are looking to gain something. We're looking to gain activity, endurance, strength to accomplish what the Lord has called us to do so that we are fit. We are fit for the task, fit for the things that he's called us to. And it doesn't matter what age you are, what category you are. We need to start at an earlier age. That's key in our society and our culture. But even as we become older, it becomes important that we keep our body moving. If you don't use it, you lose it. And that's true in medicine. It's true in our bodies. And it's true in the way that we were created. Our body is a remarkable machine. And the more I study it, the more I learn it, the more I love it. And the more I'm in awe of what the Father has created in and through us. So keep your body moving. Lean into the emotion of motion. It's not a four-letter word. It's an exciting, wonderful thing, and we can keep our body active and moving and enjoy a fulfilled life.
So thanks for listening to me again. I would love to hear your comments. Go to go to pushbackculture.org and leave your comments or testimonies about your health journeys as well. I would love to hear those and maybe even share those on my podcast as well. So connect with me and I'd love to hear from you. So until next time, let's go together now to set and shape the culture. <laughs>